My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Thursday the 17th of November. I'm Sam. And a very husky Sam at that. I'm Zara. It's not surprising I'm a little bit husky after the 24 hours of news that we've had. It's been a busy one. Developments in the Russia-Ukraine conflict yesterday had the world on edge. After reports of two rockets and missiles landing on Polish territory... ...to have landed in territory under NATO protection. ...reportedly killing two people. The world is basically holding its breath now to see how NATO will respond. We've been crystal clear that we will defend every inch of NATO territory. Initial reports of this event were saying the missile was, quote, Russia-made. But Russia denied their involvement in the blast. And over the course of yesterday, we heard that the missile was actually fired by Ukrainian forces against an incoming Russian attack. Ukraine has been facing a barrage of missiles this past week, but it took one landing in Poland to really get the world's attention. In today's deep dive, we're going to look at why. First, Zara, what's making headlines this morning? Wages grew by 3.1% in the 12 months up to September 2022, and that is according to the Australian Bureau of Statistics. But at the same time, prices have risen by 7.3%, and that has resulted in a 4.2% fall in real wages. Coercive control will now be a criminal offence in New South Wales. Premier Dominic Perrottet said the new legislation would, quote, help save lives and deter an abusive and controlling pattern of behaviour. Now, the legislation attracted criticism from the domestic violence sector, with domestic violence New South Wales acting CEO Renata Field suggesting it doesn't consider relationships outside of former and current intimate partners, which, quote, actively excludes multiple forms of abuse suffered by victim survivors. Feels like Groundhog Day, but yesterday we had news from Donald Trump who launched his presidential bid for the 2024 US election from his Mar-a-Lago club in Florida. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. It is not a done deal, though. Trump still needs to win the nomination from the Republican Party to then go ahead and run in the presidential election in 2024. And today's good news, a sustainable energy generator in Scotland has surpassed expectations by 20% during its six-month trial. The device generates power through the passing of waves and is set for further trials next year. We woke up yesterday to reports that a Russian missile had crossed Ukraine's border and killed two people in Poland. We now believe that the missile was not, in fact, from Russia, but actually a Ukrainian missile sent to intercept a Russian one. The blast came in the context of around 90 missiles being fired at Ukraine by Russia, particularly targeting utilities and electrical supplies in the country. But this initial story, that a Russian missile had landed in Poland, immediately had the world's attention. For the first time in the Ukrainian conflict, a Russian missile is said to have landed in territory under NATO protection. Again, we now think this isn't what happened. But I think it's worth having a discussion about why we saw the reactions from around the world that we did because the missile landed in a NATO country. 
All right, so should we start with what NATO actually is? Because central to this story is this idea of NATO and the powers that come with it. We love an acronym here in international affairs land. So NATO is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, and it's a Western military alliance. And at its heart, it's a group of countries that have made a promise to each other. After the Soviet Union collapsed, there were 16 countries in this initial membership. And basically the high level reason it exists is to stop another world war from happening. That group of 16 countries has now expanded to 30, including several in Eastern Europe, which is the region we're talking about today. Now, it's not just European nations in NATO. It also includes the US and Canada. Australia isn't in NATO, but we like to think of ourselves as an ally or a friend of NATO. NATO adjacent. Exactly. (laughs) And when you sign up to be a member state of NATO, you sign on to the NATO convention and there's a list of articles in that. And the two really important ones today to think about are number four and five. All right, let's take both of those one by one. So what's article four? So Article 4 is short and sweet. It basically states that when, in the opinion of any of these member states, they feel a sense of threat, that they'll sit down and discuss the threat. If Article 4 is the meeting of these NATO nations to discuss whatever the event is, where do they go from there? Well, there's always the option of going to the protocols outlined in Article 5. Now, Article 5 comes into play when there is an armed attack against one or more of the member states. And essentially, the big idea here is that members commit to what they call collective defence if any member state is attacked. The exact wording of the article is that the parties agree that an armed attack against one or more of them shall be considered an attack against them all. And so whilst the wording commits NATO members to defend another member who is attacked, there is a little bit of freedom to decide what that defence will look like. It doesn't specifically commit NATO states to specific actions like a ground invasion or an airstrike. It could be a cyber defence if the particular threat is online. Okay, you're talking in hypotheticals there. What are some of the examples of when Article 5 has been invoked? Well, the first time the Article 5 actions were invoked was around the 9-11 attacks where the Twin Towers in New York were attacked by Al-Qaeda. And that response 21 years ago included deploying NATO aircraft to patrol the skies over the US. And some NATO Navy forces were sent to the Eastern Mediterranean to detect and deter terrorist activity. And that was really that idea coming through that an attack on one was an attack on all. We'll be back in just a moment, but first, a message from our sponsor. So coming back to the Russia-Ukraine conflict, what role has NATO played so far? Well, in some ways, NATO is actually one of the roots of this conflict and particularly about whether Ukraine should be in NATO or not. Ukraine really wants to be in NATO and it was promised in 2008 that it would eventually be given the opportunity to join the coalition. But Putin over on Russia's side claims the West promised in the 90s that NATO wouldn't get any closer to Russia than it originally was. And part of the issue here is that if Ukraine did join NATO, it would be then a NATO country bordering Russia, which Putin doesn't want. Now, it's interesting to note Western governments deny this promise was ever made, but there is a narrative amongst Russian officials that the West cheated Russia. As a result of all of that, 
NATO's role in this conflict has been a little bit uncertain. NATO members have provided some elements of collective defence during the Ukraine war, despite the fact that Ukraine isn't strictly a NATO country. NATO troops are already stationed, though, in NATO countries bordering Russia and Ukraine. And NATO countries have provided some weapons and support on the ground in Ukraine, but they haven't sent military forces there. Whilst this conflict has been going on, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has been constantly asking for further assistance from NATO. And what he really wants is a no-fly zone to protect Ukraine, but also the surrounding countries, including Poland. That request hasn't been answered by NATO, and the reason why, essentially, is that they don't want to escalate the war any further or any quicker. But the missile strike in Poland prompted an immediate response from Ukraine's defence minister on Twitter. He said that that's exactly why they wanted NATO to close the skies. Okay, so that's what Ukraine was saying when we all thought that the missile had come from Russia. What were other world leaders saying? Well, I don't know if you'd call it a stroke of luck, but it certainly was fortuitous that while all of this was happening, world leaders were gathered in Bali for the G20. So for them to call a snap meeting of world leaders actually wasn't that difficult. And that's exactly what they did. That's where we had this agreement to launch an investigation into the missile attack to determine exactly what happened. We heard immediately after the meeting from US President Joe Biden, who said some preliminary information contests the missile was fired by Russia. And a while after this, the Associated Press reported that three anonymous US officials said preliminary assessments suggested the missile was fired by Ukrainian forces at an incoming Russian one. So it's fair to say we're in a better position than we thought we would be yesterday morning, Zara, but what this whole exercise has proven is just how different the consequences are when a missile lands in a NATO country, you know. Right from the very moment where Russia sent their first missile into Ukraine back in February, the idea of a missile landing in a NATO country was always seen as this kind of end of the tunnel idea. And I think where the world got really scared yesterday was we thought that eventuated. And now we know some more facts and we know that it didn't eventuate in the way that we thought it did, but it's dangerously close. Thanks for joining us today on The Daily Oz. If you learnt something from the episode, there's a quick and easy way to help us. Keep making you your daily shot of audio news. Give us a rating and review wherever you do your podcast listening. It helps others find us. We'll be back again tomorrow. See you then.